This is Beat'em Down from Cult 45, the movie podcast, and you are listening to the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, you said people gonna die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 383 of the So Wizard Podcast. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-hosts are the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. Hi. And the expert, Mr. Marquis, Marcellus Rake. Yo, what is going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. You are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. This week, the road to episode 400 rolls on as we review Cowboy Bebop, the live-action anime adaptation from Netflix. Before we get into all that, how the hell is everyone doing? Marcellus Reagans, how are you? I am doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Getting close to the end of the year, so I'm trying to watch as many movies as I can so I could rearrange my best of, worst of list. Um, I'm pretty much locked in, but I still want to see if there's anything that's going to juggle it. And I did put up a, uh, a new review this week on a website for a movie called Journal for Jordan. It's a drama with starring my man Michael B. Jordan. So, uh, yeah, I actually got something new it's done. It's about his journal. It's, it's about a journal. That's it. Awesome. Aubrey, how are you? Um, I'm alive. Nothing much, really, um, other than that. That's good. That's good to hear, yeah. though. You're, you're alive and you're here. That's yeah, one step at a time, I guess, that's what they say. Awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, I have a cold, so <laughs> that's, that's where I'm at this week. Um, my office mate had a cold all last week. I didn't have it. I was fine. All week, Sunday, around 3 o'clock in the afternoon, I was laying on the couch, fucking watching football, and I sat up and I sneezed three times in a row, and that was it. I've been an absolute mess since then. So I apologize in advance for my voice and my snirking and uh, sneezing and nose blowing all night as we record (laughs) this podcast. We're going to do it. We're going to soldier through for you, the listener out there in podcast land. But enough about us, you know, Marcellus. Let's let's talk a little bit about us. What and where? Where can people find more So Wizard Podcast? All right, so everybody can go over to SoWizardPodcast.com where you will find a brand new episode every week. Uh, you'll also find some movie reviews from yours truly. Uh, you will find some recommendations on new movies, books, and TV shows from the awesome Adam Mollyhawk. Uh, you'll also find our merchandise there. We have a tea public store where you can shop to get some t-shirts, sweatshirts, journals, coffee mugs, baby onesies, all types of things with the So Wizard Podcast logo and designs all over it. Uh, you can also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, 
We have Twitter. We have Instagram. So definitely get at us. Uh, you can subscribe to us on iTunes and give us a five-star review while you're there. Uh, you can also find our show wherever podcasts are found, including Stitcher Radio app, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, my personal favorite, Spotify. We have a YouTube page with videos going up constantly from Adam Wallyhawk, including movie reviews, trailers, uh, trailer reactions, and interviews. Uh, we have a Patreon page where you can support the show for as little as a dollar a month, and you will be receiving bonus content and exclusive content from everyone here at the show. Shout out to all of our podcasting family in the Geek World All-Stars Podcasting Network. Back to you, Joey. It sure is. So is going to uh, anime New York City and getting Omnicron <laughs> transforming coronavirus. <laughs> Good. We didn't go to that one this year. Oof. All right. Well, uh, Marcellus, is there any news to discuss? Yes, there is. Isn't there always? <laughs> Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, pump it up. It's time for the news. Yo, we getting ready to bring you the news. All right, so uh, this week in geeky news, uh, we had a little bit of casting news. Uh, our one of our favorite actors on this show, uh, Nicolas Cage, is going to be playing Dracula in a new movie called Renfield, based on a character from the Dracula book that I, I'm not going to lie, I'm not really too familiar with. Um, I want to say it's like his lackey, uh, for lack of a better word. Uh, but Nicholas Holt uh, from uh, Mad Max and uh, X Men First Class. The guy that played Beast, he's going to be playing Renfield and Nicolas Cage is playing Dracula. So uh, how do you guys feel about adding another Nicolas Cage movie possibly to the list as, as he's playing a vampire? Let's start with Aubrey. Fucking blow my brains out now. <laughs> so you're not excited about a possible vampire story starring Nicolas Cage? Fuck No. I don't. I, nobody wanted this. Nobody asked for this. <laughs> Nicholas Cage was like, you know what? Nobody wants. Nobody wants me to be Dracula, and I want to be Dracula, so I'm gonna be Dracula. And then he got the script, and then it happened, and everybody in the world is going to hate themselves. Probably, probably. Um, we don't have a date for it yet, but you know what, Aubrey? Well, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. It's a pretty good chance that one is going to make it to the docket. So motherfucker, <laughs> get ready, uh, Joey. How do you feel about Nicolas Cage as Dracula? It could be worse, Aubrey. It could be Prisoners of the Ghostland Two, T O O. It's impossible! <laughs> impossible! Ha! If you had told me three days ago I'd be standing here with one arm and one testicle, trying to reason with you, bitches, I would have said impossible too. I'm sure that is in his repertoire of movies that he's planning on making. No, he doesn't do a lot of sequels other than Ghost Rider. <laughs> you never know. Just back up the Brinks truck. Those tax bills aren't going to pay themselves. Yeah. Uh, oh, boy. Um, so, I, Mark, you said this was based on a separate novel or is this like 
still based on the original Dracula novel? No, it's not based on the original Dracula novel. This is something totally different. But it's a character that's, I, I'm assuming that's in the original Dracula novel. Yeah. Yeah. Renfield is like his uh, familiar, basically, in uh, in Dracula. I love the original Dracula novel. I've probably read it like five times. This is not the story I would have picked to pull out of it. I guess we're never getting our Neil Marshall uh, Voyage of the Dementor movie ever i guess that's not happening do you, do you remember that mark i kind of remember you talking about that but you know with streaming services anything is possible maybe this movie will be the kickoff for that uh, it would it would be nice i i love neil marshall and that's a great concept for a film uh in case you don't know what we're talking about out there um it's basically the part of the story where dracula is taking a boat so they put him in a coffin box with uh, dirt from his home and he's in a boat I don't know what you would call it, like a cargo ship uh, being transferred from Transylvania to is it to America. I don't remember. It's been a long. I said I read the book like five times, but it's been a <laughs> while. Uh, Jesus. So he's being, he's on the boat. Uh, it's a long voyage and he's slowly eating and drinking and killing all the sailors on board. They don't know what's happening. And it was supposed to be kind of a uh, patriarch of uh, alien, uh, but set in that in that setting and uh, neil marshall is one of my favorite genre directors despite how bad most of his recent work has been uh, was gonna direct it and it just languished in development hell forever i don't know how i feel about this i don't even know like what the tone of this is is it a comedy is it like wacky is it serious i have no idea um nicholas cage has made some shit a lot of shit and we've watched a lot of this shit yes. and <laughs> I, I don't know. I guess uh, I guess we'll probably end up giving this a try. And you know why we're going to give this a try is because Aquafina is also in this movie. <laughs> That's why I felt very confident in saying this is most likely going to make the docket of movies we were watching. I, I am a huge Aquafina stan, so I will watch anything she's in. Even Nora from Queens. We're putting this on the list. <laughs> yeah, so again, we don't have a date for it. Uh, it is going to be directed by Chris McKay who did the Lego Batman movie, which was amazing. Uh, he also did the Tomorrow War with Chris Pratt, which was uh, okay-ish. Yeah, that was very mediocre, but yeah. not terrible. Yeah, not terrible. So, uh, yeah, we'll see what he does with uh, Renfield. All right, so then in, in other news, uh, we got a little sneak peek this week of uh, a sequel. There's actually, they've been working on the next uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse animated movie. And we actually got our first look at some footage from the movie Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part 1. They kind of, the trailer kind of starts where the last movie left off. And we get a little bit of uh, a peek inside of what uh, the new style is going to be with Spider-Man fighting, I want to say Spider-Man, is it 2099, Joey? Yes. Okay. Spider-Man 2099, Miguel O'Hara is played by Oscar Isaac. Yes, yes. So, uh, yeah, we got a look at some footage from the upcoming Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. So, Joey, what did you think of this footage, dude? Oh, it looks awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It looks fantastic. It looks exactly like what you want to see from Into the Spider-Verse. The part one kind of scares me a little bit. Yeah. I don't want them overextending themselves or getting too crazy, too out... I know that sounds weird. Like, oh, bottle up your creativity. But at the same time, don't I don't want them to be like what happened with the Matrix sequels where they had this big hit movie that everybody loved. And then the studio and the producers kind of backed away and let them do whatever they want. And we ended up with two shite movies. So hopefully that, you know, they know what kind of special 
lightning in a bottle they had with that first movie and they're going to try to expand upon it. Everything looks really cool. The visuals look amazing and I love Spider-Man 2099. So I'm super excited to see it in the movie. Nice. Nice. I am not familiar with the character at all. So this would be a whole new experience for me. Um, Aubrey, what about you? How did you feel about the Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse footage? It looked really good. I'm really excited for Noah's generation of kids that they're able to have these types of movies mm-hmm. because I feel like a long time ago we we got like the the 90 or at least I got the 90s X-Men and and the 90s Spider-Man and everything like yep. that and and while that was cool when it came out we didn't have this big you know we didn't get all of these movies and the this rush of of stuff that I liked and now he gets to have that so I'm really excited that they're coming out with all of this stuff and you know he gets to easily acquire merchandise to reflect who he wants to be <laughs> rather than, than you know not being able to like wear a spider-man shirt all the time he he can wear a spider-man shirt all the time and now people know what it is yeah and he's not going to be um chastised for it so i i'm really excited about the new animation movie i think that the last one was was fantastic so i'm i can't wait to see what they do yeah, yeah, they, you know, they did redesign the logo, which I think is pretty cool. So I will definitely be wearing a Miles Morales t-shirt when this movie comes out <laughs> next year. Um, you were wearing one anyway. Oh, that's true, but now I get to wear a cool one, a cooler one. Yeah, and there's new directors on this one, which I'm, I'm a little bit worried about. I think the last film, the directors did such an amazing job. Uh, this one has two new directors, uh, but Joaquin DeSantos uh, is just amazing when it comes to like fight scenes. And you can really see his style in that of them fighting Spider-Man and uh, the other Spider-Man fighting as they're swinging through the air. Um, you can really see his style in it. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just hoping that they are able to, uh, as Joey said, recapture that lightning in a bottle. And that movie will be coming out October 7th, uh, 2022. And like I said, that will be part one. So hopefully part two will be the following spring if we're lucky. That's the rumor. 2023 will be the second part. Nice. All right, so then in the last bit of news, uh, Kevin Feige is making rounds, doing interviews uh, for the upcoming Spider-Man movie, and he did state that if we do get to see Daredevil in the MCU, uh, that character will be played by Charlie Cox, who played Daredevil on the Netflix TV show. Um, so this will be you know, the first instance of that Netflix show, which isn't really part of the MCU to actually like kind of bend itself into it. So I'm psyched. I like Charlie Cox. I thought he did a really good job as Matt Murdock. And I'm glad that he gets another bite at the apple on a big stage. Um, so I'm psyched about this. Um, what do you guys think of Charlie Cox coming back as Daredevil? Let's go back to Aubrey. Um, it's okay. <laughs> I, I'm, I didn't watch too much of Daredevil, so I can't like uh, quite talk too much about it. But I did enjoy what I did see. So Okay. All right. Did you watch the Defenders TV show at all? I did. Okay. I did like him in Defenders. Okay. All right. Uh, Joy, what about you, man? How do you feel about Charlie Cox getting another bite at the apple? Uh, I'm super excited, and I loved Daredevil seasons one, two, and three. I thought, sadly, Aubrey, I'm sure will disagree, but I thought the Defenders was a bit of a wet fart. <laughs> really didn't enjoy that at all. So I think it's really just that I enjoy Jessica Jones. I honestly don't give shit about anybody else. In it. <laughs> it was more like Jessica the Iron Jones. Fist show. I think we talked about the Defenders, and I said it was all about Iron Fist, and I don't give a shit about him. Yeah. It's fucking annoying. That's because you are Jessica Jones, Aubrey. 
and drink a lot of bourbon. That's right. <laughs> but I, I'm excited, man. Um, obviously, we've got uh, Kingpin coming back in Hawkeye. Maybe yeah. that's not that's not confirmed yet. We saw him this week. No, we didn't. Well, we saw a hand and a guy in a suit. That doesn't mean it's Kingpin. Uh, it's pretty clear who that was. I mean, <laughs> hey, just because the the guys work at a at a fat guy fat man cleaners doesn't mean that it's it's Kingpin. All right, <laughs> they work at a KV Toys uh, abandoned warehouse, which I thought was hilarious <laughs> too. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't think you need necessarily all the Netflix stuff to immediately be absorbed in, but taking the best aspects of it and bringing them out are fantastic. Um, and that's something you see in comics all the time. You know, they kind of pick and choose like what counts, what doesn't. Yep. You have an actor that's amazing as Daredevil. And actually, I would think most of his supporting cast could come back, too. But you don't need to have watched all three seasons of it. You just need to be introduced to this is Daredevil. This is his kind of backstory origin stuff, which you could get out of the way in like the opening credits of something. Yep. Uh, and just go from there, man. I want to see them bring all sorts of weird little things in. What was that guy's name that was the um, he was like a like a street like hustler or a, like informant type guy that was like in almost all the shows. Oh, right. He was the one that was selling like Stark Tech to, uh, to I want to say his name was Turk, but that might not be right. Uh, I don't remember. It's been a while since I've watched it. I'd love to see that guy just randomly show up <laughs> in like Moon Knight or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like that that kind of stuff's fun. Like I, I don't mind that at all. But I yeah, I really like Charlie Cox's Daredevil and what else is he gonna do? Make like Stardust too? You know, like come on. He's on a whole nother TV show, man. On uh on a, <laughs> no one cares about that. <laughs> what other TV show? It's called Kin, K I N. Uh, I don't know what streaming service it's on, but he's on another yeah, show. Well, he he has stuff to do. It's paying the bills. Ken needs to find their Barbie. Get the fuck out of here so we can have more Daredevil. <laughs> uh so yeah, uh it's it's very convenient that he says the next time you see Daredevil, it'll be played by Charlie Cox. And he says that right before the new Spider-Man movie comes out. So I don't know if that means yeah, I don't know if I'm it's a coincidence. Say it might be sooner rather than later. But yeah, yeah I'm just saying he, Kevin Feige knows what he's doing. He doesn't he doesn't mince words around when it comes to stuff like that. Uh, so, yeah, so that's it. That's pretty much it for the news. Awesome. Well, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back and review the first season of Cowboy Bebop on Netflix. What's going on, everybody? It is your boy, Joey, from the So Wizard Podcast. Just want to tell you all about a new app I'm using on my phone. It is the Wisdom Life Advice Audio app, and it lets you listen and talk to amazing people, share advice, and be inspired by talks and live Q&As on the Wisdom app on your phone I myself am now using it, and we will be on there live December 15th, 2021 at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. I will be talking about my favorite Christmas movies, as well as taking Q&A about podcasting and more. So jump on to the App Store and download the Wisdom app. That's Wisdom Life Advice Audio. Listen and talk to amazing people, share advice, and be inspired on the Wisdom app. And we are back. All right, guys. We all had a chance to check out live action Cowboy Bebop on Netflix, a live action anime adaptation. Why don't you understand that anime belongs in the trash? (laughs) So we're going to talk about it non-spoiler to start as always. And then Markellis will drop the drop delineating spoilers. So if you haven't seen it yet, you'll at least know what we thought. Maybe you'll want to check it out. Maybe you won't. But before we get into that, 
Aubrey, have you ever watched the anime? Yes, I used to watch it when it was on uh, Toonami. All right. Mark Ellis, did you watch the anime? Yes. Not only have I watched it, but I own almost every version of it on DVD. <laughs> All right. I have never watched the anime. Um, I wanted to, and then I decided not to before we did this because I wanted to have the perspective of somebody who hadn't watched the anime coming into this show. So I guess we're going to jump into it. Aubrey, what did you think of Cowboy Bebop? I really liked it. I read Ooh. reviews that people hated it, but I honestly really liked it. Wow. Okay. Uh, Mark Ellis Reagan. I liked it too. Uh, I didn't love it. I think they were successful in a lot of it, and I think they failed in a, a, a decent chunk of it. It was kind of a failure. Um, but uh, I liked what I saw, and I hope that they get a season two because it's going to uh, – I think season two is really going to make the show a lot better. Okay. All right. I don't know how I feel about the show. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was thinking about this last night and I was trying to explain it to Janine, like how I felt about it. And yeah. I, I, I don't know. And that's awful for a uh, audio medium like <laughs> podcasting for me to tell you, yeah, I don't fucking know what I thought, but there's a lot to like here. Yep. There's stuff to love here. And then there's other stuff where you're just kind of scratching your head. I don't know if I would be 100% in for a season two. Hmm. I think if I was, maybe it would be better if it was released weekly or not something I tried to binge all in one week, which is my own fault because I knew I had to watch this and I just let it slide. But I just I'm not not all the way in and I'm not all the way out on it. So th that's the best I can tell you without spoiling anything. So it sounds like we've got uh, at least you should watch it. I think that's a fair representation of our feelings on it. Would you say that, Aubrey? Yeah, I would say. I would say so. I would say give it until at least okay. episode four. Okay. Yeah, but I, I think if you've seen the trailers and, and stuff and you think that looks cool, I think you should check it out. There's This isn't like we're telling you not to watch like Prisoners of the Ghost Land or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think we're all in agreement that this is something you should check out. So... We're going to spoil it. It's the only way to discuss the show. So let's drop the drop and let's spoil Cowboy Bebop. What's well, your spoiler? Yeah, Here's a spoiler. You will die alone. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to get into it. Aubrey, you're a fan of the anime. You love the show. What are some things that you liked about it? I know this is an unpopular uh -oh. opinion. But I really do like Faye in, in the anime. That's not going to be an unpopular opinion on this podcast. <laughs> I really do like Faye. Um, she got a lot of flack online, which is kind of extremely disappointing. Shouldn't even say kind of. It's extremely disappointing because I thought that she was really good in this. I thought that she was believable. I know Spike got some flack, too, for being a little bit older in this, which I didn't mind. I honestly liked the core characters in all that they did. I love Ayn. I am so glad that they brought him in. Because he's just this ridiculous corgi that makes absolutely no sense. But <laughs> he is so adorable. And I loved the conversation about bidets. I thought that was fucking hysterical. Because <laughs> Noah loves our bidet. And he tells everybody who will listen that they need to own one. Nice. Um, so, and it made me laugh so hard. And it, 
it just it was very nostalgic and I, w- I was very glad to see it in live action and I don't think that they did that bad of a job adapting it. Okay. Um, Mark Ellis. Yeah, I like I said, I like most of it. And I and I hate to say this, but it's mainly because I'm so in love with the anime itself <laughs> that, you know, it, it appealed to me very easily. Like the uh, the big shots TV show is exactly like the cartoon. And I just thought that was fantastic. I don't know. I think the in order to in order to make the show work on a 10 episode Netflix level, they have to expand the story a lot. So they have to, you know, expand the characters. Like they gave Jet a little bit more of a backstory. They gave uh, Vicious a hell of a lot more backstory. Uh, and, you know, that stuff is nice. But uh, the way that the original show was set up, it's kind of a mystery. And you're really focused on the core characters. So I think by opening it up, you have to be really good. And I don't think this the show quite gets to that level of just like really good writing. Um, but I did like the cast. I thought the cast was amazing. Uh, I agree, Aubrey. I think Faye. I don't understand what any issue people have with Faye. Like, she, she's perfect. She's just like the character. Her outfit is not exactly the same, but it's pretty close. Like, it's not, it's not a complete, a complete turnaround from the original outfit. It, it she, she has like the yellow shirt. She has like the shorts, the shoes. I mean, she has it all. So I don't understand what the the issue is. Uh, I love Ayn. I was so mad when they left him. <laughs> that pissed me off. And I, I don't think that the Spike character is well written. John Cho is amazing and they definitely played to his strengths as an actor. But I think they kind of, they didn't quite get the character of Spike exactly right. At least not to me. Um, so as much as I enjoyed him, I wasn't really able to like root for him like I did in the original anime. Uh, but that being said, where they finished on season one, Cow- that's all of Cowboy Bebop. So season two is like a blank slate. They get to cherry pick the best episodes and just make a whole new um, TV show. And that I'm excited for. So I do hope they get to get to do a season two. All right. Well, uh, like I said, I, I have not seen the anime. So I'm just coming at this from somebody that thought the trailer looked cool and has no choice but to watch this for the podcast. I, I think the show looks great. The show looks fantastic. It has style coming out of its ears. Um, just the opening action sequence in the very first episode, um, I was hooked. I was like, all right, this is going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, everything looks cool. Everyone is cool. All the, all the sets, the special effects, everything works really well. Everything looks cool. Lived in uh, sci-fi futuristic places and spaceships and planets. Everything looks great. Every single thing in this fucking show looks great. So that was something that took me aback um, right off the bat watching. It was just how this looks like a million trillion dollars on the screen. I don't know how much they spent on it, but every penny of it is on the screen. I liked all the cast. Um, I don't understand why you guys like the dog so much. Like (laughs) I missed something like it was just a dog. Like I, I is that something from the anime that I'm missing. Probably. And it, it's probably just an anime thing that we care about. Yeah. Anime. <laughs> Ayn has a lot more personality. Oh, obviously, because it's a it's a cartoon, but he has like a lot more personality and he's a lot more um, he's a lot more of a character. But yeah, in this show, he's just a dog. He has like that one scene. I'm sorry. He has like two scenes where you see that he's not the average dog. 
But yeah, in a cartoon, he's a lot more. He has a lot more characteristics. He's no pin pin. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, but who is? Who is? So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't I didn't really I don't get the love for the dog you guys have. I mean, I, I, it was a cute dog, but uh, OK. Um, but, yeah, the cast was great, man. I really like Chet a lot. I thought Spike was fine. I don't think he was great. And I'll agree with you guys on that. But he was fine for what he was supposed to do. Um, I got to tell you guys, Faye is amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's so hot. <laughs> Do you do you remember her from uh, Jurassic World in the last Jurassic Park movie? What was she in Jurassic World? The little girl let out the dinosaur. (laughs) She was the girl hanging out with uh, Justice Smith. Was she hot in that? Oh, obviously, if you don't remember, I guess not. (laughs) I mean, I don't remember much about Jurassic. She was the other girl that wasn't Bryce Dallas Howard. How's that? I'll have to watch it or take a look at it again. I I don't remember anything about that movie other than it sucked ass. (laughs) So I probably blacked it out of my mind. But yeah, she is a very attractive lady Um, right up there now in my woman crush of the year ratings that we'll be talking about next month. So uh, I got to tell you, I I was a huge fan of her in the show and I don't understand what the issue was with any of these actors or these characters from the Internet unless I guess, you know, you know what I could kind of understand, I guess, if somebody made a live action Evangelion like. I don't think anyone could ever cast people to be the characters in this show. I've watched a zillion times and like live, eat and breathe. So maybe if you're a psychotic uh, Cowboy Bebop fan, like you just can't see anybody being those characters. And the fact that they changed her outfit from the anime, which you kind of have to because no fucking human being is going to be able to run around in that kind of outfit in a TV show. (laughs) Right. Despite all of the cosplays that you might see online, it's not practical in real life. There's a difference between I'm wearing a costume uh, in a cosplay where I'm going to walk and maybe stop and pose for a picture and I'm going to wear this costume and have to do stunts right. and like run around <laughs> and stuff. So and as much as I'd love to see that actress in that costume, it unfortunately is just not going to happen. So I had no issue with it. That's probably my favorite character in the show. Um, and not just because she was hot. I just liked her a lot. But yeah, I mean, it, it's really cool. It oozes like style and, and coolness and it looks great. So I definitely think it's something to check out, but there has to be things that we don't like about it. So, Aubrey, what are some things that you don't like about Cowboy Bebop? I don't like the after credit scene with Ed. I don't even know what that was. So. <laughs> yeah, character looks like fucking shit. Get rid of that wig. Stop it. You did so good adapting the other characters to look okay. From their anime selves, like, what in the fuck? That almost just pissed me off completely and ruined the entire thing for me. I don't even want to see a season two at this point. Maybe I'll get over it, but it's fucking stupid. Can you explain to me who's never watched the anime why this was so awful? Um, so if you look up pictures of Ed, like, the, the wig is awful. <laughs> just awful. You could have very easily fixed the haircut you know they they changed Faye's haircut a little bit to look more believable this one was just fucking stupid ed is is an amazing character in the in the anime ed is a a hacker and um pretty much like they them and Ayn are like hand in hand kind of thing but ed has like just these kind of quips that are funny and cute so it it's a big character 
in any time you ever see anything Cowboy Bebop, there's always all four of those characters plus Ayn. So for them to omit Ed from the whole first season, I'm sure pissed a lot of people off. But that after credit scene, man, that that got me in my feels. Do you think he borrowed his wig from Woody Harrelson in uh, the after credits of Venom Part One? Fucking must have. It's so awful. Just like who who approved that? I don't get it. Besides that, was there anything else that you didn't like about the show? Because it seems like that soured you on a lot of the show. <laughs> but what about like the previous, um, you know, ten episodes? <laughs> I honestly, I didn't mind the rest of the episodes. I think that they changed the characters a little bit, um, like Vicious and Julia and stuff. And Dane, and, you know, Julia is a little bit more involved than she was in the anime. And um, Vicious is a little bit more of a bitch, but and it, it it didn't ruin it for me like that fucking wake did. Wow. That pissed me off. <laughs> that wig really <laughs> fucking made Aubrey angry. All right. Um, it's the worst wig since uh, Fan Forstick reshoots, it's I guess. fucking something. Whew. Mark Ellis Rakens. Uh, I just want to say I watched the show twice. I didn't even notice the wig. Didn't even bother me at all. If you look at a picture of Ed and look at a picture of that that person, the person playing Ed, it's identical. <laughs> it's don't, don't get her started on the wig again. <laughs> <laughs> it is like, oh, it is like ninety nine percent accurate. So yeah, I didn't even notice the wig. I'm I'm sorry, Aubrey. Yeah, and I don't think Ed. I mean, they did so much in season one. I don't think the Ed storyline could have worked in there at all. So I do hope they get to do season two because I, I like Ed. As I mentioned before, I don't think the writing is that strong. Uh, like I said, if you're going to change, the characters have to change in order to make them more uh, three-dimensional, flesh them out a little bit more. If you're going to do that, you got to make a really strong story to appeal to people who've never seen a cartoon before. They have to be able to like be invested in the whole vicious Julia Spike storyline. And I don't think the writing was that good. Uh, it was cool. It was okay. It, it gets you to where you need to be, but it wasn't good. You know what I mean? Yeah, and Vicious was just way over the top. In the anime, he's so, like, he's a cold-hearted bastard. And he's very calm and scary. And this Vicious is just, like, he was like a Malfoy from the Harry Potter movies. He was just way over the top. Uh, so that I didn't really like. But yeah, that's pretty much it. I, I think that the thing that I did not like about the that scene that you're talking about, Aubrey, with Ed, is the fact that Spike was laying down, face down in a in an alleyway, passed out drunk. I watched that whole anime show. I don't think that character would ever be in that position. If he's laying down somewhere, it's because he's broken all of his bones from doing something, not from being drunk. So that, I thought that was a, a bad take on the character. But yeah, other than that, I just wish the, the script was a lot tighter, a lot better. But I think with a blank slate for season two, they're going to they're gonna get there. All right. Um, you know, for me, as a non-anime watcher... Uh, some of the stuff I was just lost on me. So like I had just said earlier with the dog, like it didn't make a lot of sense to me. And I, it's like, okay. Um, the whole storyline with vicious and the girl I thought was terrible. I don't understand like what that was or what I was watching. Um, the main problem I had with the show is like the main characters are really cool and it's, they're awesome. And I like watching them do things but they're never doing anything that I give a flying fuck about or understand what's happening. So probably about like halfway through the season, I'm just kind of like scratching my head, like waiting for like the main story to get started. <laughs> like, okay, I got it. Like these guys are cool. Like I, I, I like watching them like interacting and like talking and doing things and fighting, 
But at some point, like I'm, you're asking me to watch 10 hours of a show and like there's no like nothing was hooking me in to like keep going because it just was a weird it's just weirdly structured. And I don't know if that's how the anime is, but like you're, you either needed to make this like a uh, law and order SVU where everything resets at the end of each episode and they're just going on adventures or you need to have a much stronger story because I didn't really give a shit about vicious and uh, what was the girl's name? Julia, Julia, Gulia, and I didn't care about them, and I didn't understand why I was supposed to care about them. And every time they were on screen, it was annoying, and I was just like, "Can we get back to like something more interesting?" I think it's just a complete failure at a script level to do anything better than to make me like the characters and like the show, but not make me care about what's happening in the show. Um, that episode where Jet is a like detective in the 40s <laughs> right <laughs> i almost fucking shut off the show during that episode i have no fucking idea what was happening like at all i was like what is even going on right now why is this happening i was trying really hard but it was like brutal um and i don't know if that's like another anime thing like i didn't watch the anime so i don't know if that's something like maybe i'm missing out on because i didn't but it, this is going to hit a wider audience than the anime. So it should be a little more accessible. The only other thing that really kind of bothered me a little bit in the show, besides the fact that the storyline was trash and it was hard to watch after a certain point, cause I didn't really care about what was happening was that the dialogue was weird. A lot of times, as much as I liked the main team and they had a great chemistry together, sometimes they had some really weird, like um, Joss Whedon esque like moments where like the worst of it where they would like somebody would say like a wacky line and then everyone would kind of just stand there paused and then someone else would say a wacky line. It just felt kind of awkward and not like not natural, I guess it, it almost mm-hmm. felt like a, like I was watching like a high school drama play or something. It, it, it was weird. It would give a weird vibe to me and there's a lot of weird, like, Oh, my mom's here and she's going to talk about my vagina. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Is that kind of humor in the anime? Because it came off weird to me in this. No, that's uh, that's another thing that I actually didn't like about it. They went hard R for the show and uh, the anime is not. I mean, there's blood, but it's it's PG-13. It's not R R at all. And they went like it felt like in some episodes they went like super R for no reason at all. I don't I don't mind hard R either. Like if it's it's justified like you watch like John Wick three and that's a hard R action movie. Yep. But we don't have John Wick and Holly Berry stop for 10 minutes to discuss like a wacky like discussion about someone's vagina. Like it's a fucking Kevin Smith movie. Yeah. I just every time that kind of stuff would happen, it would like pull me right out of the show. And considering the only thing that was keeping me going was the dialogue between the characters and their interactions when their interactions were whack. It was just like this. Uh, what am I doing with my life right now? So. <laughs> well, the, so. I will say that the, the thing about the show um, is every episode is kind of its own thing. Like it, they just they chase bounty hunter or they're bounty hunters and they chase, you know, bounty. And at the end of the episode, it's over. And then the next episode, they'll you know chase another one. And then like every maybe five episodes you will get the vicious and Julia storyline and you get a taste of it. And then it just reset itself. You know, you will get like, it's kind of spread out throughout the season. So them putting the, the vicious and Julia storyline through the entire show there, that is like the hook. So that is supposed to be the hook and yeah, it, it, it doesn't, doesn't work, work for me at all. Yeah. It, yeah. it doesn't work it, for anyone. It didn't work at all. I didn't understand why I was supposed to care or anything like that. I just didn't get it. So 
I would have been went a lot harder on just them adventuring and, and left almost all of that out. Yeah. <laughs> to be quite honest with you. Um, so, you know, I, I'm not all in on the show. I gotta be honest with you. That's, and that's part of the reason why I said like, you know, I'm not a hundred percent sure if I, I really want a season two or if I would watch it because as much as I like parts of this, like the whole of it was just not enough for me to be like, God damn, I wish there was more episodes. Like, okay, it was cool. I guess yeah. you know, it is what it is, but we have to score it. So Aubrey, on a score of zero to five, with five being the best and zero being the worst, what do you have for Cowboy Bebop? Um, I'm going to give it a three. Okay. A nice solid I, three. Yeah, I don't think it was horrible. Um, I might watch season two, but if it, the first couple episodes are bad, I'm not going to be heartbroken because I liked season one. Okay. Uh, Markellis Reagan. Yeah, I'm giving it a three and a half out of five. Uh, I am all in for season two because, like I said, they pretty much did the entire anime. So now the slate is blank. Uh, they get to introduce the cool Ed storyline and uh, the cool Ein storyline. And uh, Ed is hiring Spike for a really cool story that's in the, the Cowboy Bebop movie. So the the next season will be cool if they do get another one. Uh, but this one, it, it if they do get another one, they got to make better writing they gotta make better scripts because the writing in this one was just like mediocre where is taika watiti (laughs) seriously (laughs) well uh i'm gonna go two and a half out of five i think things that work really work in the show and like i said it's it's the actors it's the aesthetics of the show it's the action scenes the stuff that doesn't work the (laughs) storyline (laughs) really don't work and it was a bit of a slog i want to say by the time i hit episode five six i was like really feeling it where i was like i gotta power through this before the podcast if if this was something i was watching on my own i probably would have tapped out at that point so i i don't know i gotta tell you two and a half out of five for me I, i think you should check it out it's definitely worth checking out i don't know if i would go out of my way or put aside special time to do so but i will say that the actress uh and character of Faye are just like 11 out of 10 hot so <laughs> i'd watch season two if she's in it at least <laughs> get rid of the dog and the guy with the white hair get rid of the uh egger winter uh, group guy and let's go let's get some more Faye on screen but that is it for us for Cowboy Bebop. That's our thoughts. Let us know your thoughts. Slide into our DMs on social media or hit us up and let you know if we're right or wrong. Now we're going to wrap it up before we tap it up and get some recommendations for the listeners out there. Aubrey Litchfield, what do you got? Honestly, the only thing I've been doing is playing Animal Crossing lately. And I think I used this as my recommendation not too long ago, but they did an update. They have the cafe. I think there's actually an update that I can purchase, which I still have yet to do because it's a happy home designer one. And I fucking hated that game. But maybe I will purchase it and let everybody know how it is. Who knows? Um, but that is honestly all I've been doing. So, Not a problem. Marcellus Reagans, how about you? Ooh, okay, I got a whole list of recommendations. So oh, wanna, Jesus. I know. I want to be quick. I want to be quick. All right. Uh, so uh, number one, a uh, movie that I love that's coming out on DVD, uh, Werewolves Within. Uh, we reviewed it on Fans of Patrol. The movie's awesome. I picked up Adam Wallyhawk's comic book. Uh, the graphic novel is out now. It's called Social Studies. Uh, all seven issues are collected together in one book. It is amazing. Uh, you can check that out at socialstudiescomic.com. 
Uh, and Adam did an awesome interview this week with actor Taylor Gray on his new movie, Night Night. Uh, you might know Taylor from his voice work on Star Wars Rebels. He's the voice of Ezra. Uh, so that's a cool interview. Definitely check that out. And um, yeah, if you want to order something from the So Wizard Podcast Tee Public Store and get it in time for Christmas, uh, the last date to do that will be the 9th, December 9th. So if you're listening to this episode and it's December 10th, uh, you're, you could, if you order something, you might not get there by Christmas. But December 9th, it will. So uh, yeah, if you want to get some gifts for someone, go to our Tee Public Store. I will suggest that you go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you can find the podcast every week. There's links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. There's comic reviews. There's movie reviews. There's so much more at SoWizardPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Good Pods, just about anywhere under the sun you find podcasts. We will be there. Check out our YouTube channel. Go to YouTube.com backslash SoWizardPodcast. As Markella said, there is hours of free exclusive content there. Adam is dropping it like it's hot every week lots of new content movie reviews interviews trailer reactions and more at youtube.com backslash so is your podcast we also have a patreon where you can monetarily support the show and get extra exclusive episodes of the podcast this month it is the only place to hear our exclusive <laughs> christmas i hate you now watch as i uh, force my co-host here to watch christy santa's first female reindeer very excited about that one so I'm glad somebody's excited about it. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> and more. So definitely, uh, if you'd like to monetarily support us and get extra exclusive content, you can do that at patreon.com backslash so is podcast. Like I said earlier, uh, check out the Wisdom app on your iTunes app store where you can listen and talk with amazing people, share advice, and be inspired by the Wisdom app. I'll be on there December 15th at 6 p.m. Eastern time talking Christmas movies, podcasting, and more. And I will suggest that you watch Hawkeye on Disney Plus because I got to tell you, after three episodes, I'm absolutely loving it. And uh, Haley Steinfeld uh, is looking pretty good. That's one, too. All my Bumblebee fantasies are coming oh, true. God. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But no, she's a cutie and the show's really good so far. So check that out. As for us, next week, we'll be coming back with our very special Spider-Man hype train episode. We're going to talk all about Spider-Man to get you ready for No Way Home coming up in a couple weeks. So join us back next week for that. But as for this week, that is going to do it. I have been your host, Joy DiCarlo, my co-host, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. See you later, Space Cowboy. <laughs> and the expert, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Reagans. Hey, everybody, have a good week and Wakanda forever. See you guys next week. Get on board that Spider Man hype train with us. Good journey. <laughs> <laughs>